It's the Portland Beer Club Podcast. Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Oh, Lisa, you and your story. Bart is a vampire. Beer kills brain cells. Now let's go back to that building thingy where our bedroom TV We want you to want beers. I'm almost done with the yard. Almost. With the yard. What's in your yard? <laughs> yeah, we grass. Your bottles your because uh, so everybody else ditched us, so they left all the bottles half empty, and I didn't want to drink all that, so I wow. just gave them away to everybody out of Rinko. Oh, wow. That would have been a nice time to be in a Rinko <laughs> when Ovid's giving away bottles. So, have you had this? It's upright, so $30 shades of beef. So. Yeah. Episode 6 of Portland Beer Club ah. Podcast. It is six six sixteen today, June sixth of two thousand sixteen. What does that mean? And it's episode it's, it's six. It's almost evil. Yeah. So this is like the evil podcast. Ever yeah. since he's been reading the Satanic Bible, have you noticed <laughs> he makes all these references? I've just noticed all the chickens. I all the chickens, the live chickens. <laughs> not anymore. They're not very satanic if they're alive. <laughs> no, they're all dead. It seems like. <laughs> oh, well, you're dead chickens. You live on the farm, not me. Uh, and you're wearing a shirt that says "Country Boy" with but a you tractor know, on it. There was a dead deer on the road today. Like, I, I can't tell if it got hit by a car. There's a gaping hole in the side of it. It's some intestines are on the road. and Ooh, a sacrifice. But it hadn't been actually, like, eaten. There's just a big old hole in the side of the... Really? Was, it, yeah. was there a pentagram surrounding it? I was. It was almost like an alien burst out of its chest. Uh, or plasma just, you know, gun. Did you see any, like, nerds in robes standing around? I, uh, yeah, that's all I see. <laughs> As I look around the room right now, nerds in robes. Nerds in robes. It's too hot for robes. <laughs> no oh, kidding. Yeah, it, it's so hot in here. We recorded our show yesterday, and we actually had the air conditioning unit in the f- in the window. And we had to leave it on, and it, but it was so noisy. I don't even know if the show turned out on in one day radio. It's not. It's not in the window right now. I know because I threw my back out moving it to my bedroom, and I'm like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Why aren't we recording it? Never mind. <laughs> Just recording my bedroom. <laughs> no, yeah. never mind. Yeah. Just <laughs> shout to the microphones. Uh, so on the show today, uh, our, our old school guys, Obed, Marcus, myself, Sean, and a newbie Gee. on the show, Steve. Howdy, Steve. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so we got two guys, one from Maine Brew and one from ABV, and then Marcus. And then me. <laughs> and me. Yeah. So a couple of nobodies. And uh, yeah, it's like, what, 95 out right now? Uh, it's very warm. Coming on the heels of 200 plus days in a row. The studio is hot because it sits on the wall that just gets the baking sun in the afternoon. Uh, but we're going to power through this. We've got some delicious beers online. And I'm actually ready for my next beer because uh, this is kind of like your your uh, what, online beer share, I guess, is the best way to describe the show. We're just going to sure. sit here, drink beers that we've each brought, talk about our beers, and do our thing. As long as you keep inviting over people who bring good beer, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll be here. You're, you're okay with that? It's <laughs> uh, a real reason we come. It's, it's for the right. beer. <laughs> Who'd you invite? Oh, I can't make it. It's too I, bad. Hey, i got to bring some. See, I'm just so unorganized. Yesterday's show was bad. Today's show. Oh, thank you. So what what is this I'm pouring for myself here? So it is a Palo Santo Saison. It's a uh, just a regular Saison with uh, French yeast, French Saison yeast, and then uh, aged on what's called Palo Santo wood for mm-hmm. a period of 24 hours for okay. five gallons. And uh, Palo Santo wood is a holy wood from South America. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've dubbed this Saint Stephen. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Please enjoy. Oh, oh my god. god! I've had this. It's it's delicious. Holy cow! Yeah, um, I drink this all summer. I like that. Yeah, mm. I love the Paul. I mean, the Paul Santo. We've had you've had a beer with Paul Santo in it before. I have. There was another one of you Steve's beers. Oh, did I? Yes. Oh, an episode. You may not that, remember. Was that? It was the episode <laughs> that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> the one that got a little loose. Yes. Yeah, we had Steve's beers at the beginning of the show. Okay. You had a Palo Santo Porter. That was episode three, I believe. Yes. yes. It was also nice, but this beer really showcases the Palo Santo. Yeah, what else am I tasting there? You're getting... it, literally nothing. There's really? the yeast and the yeah. esters that you'll get from that, and then the Palo Santo wood kind of complements mm-hmm. that. So from the yeast, French Saison is a little bit cleaner than a Belgian variety, mm-hmm. which I personally prefer in my Saisons. Um, and... Saison yeast, obviously, in part, like, kind of peppery, spicy. I think this one, maybe a little bit pineapple. Mm-hmm. And then the um, Palo Santo wood has always been, to me, overwhelmingly, like, toasted coconut. 
Okay, that's what I'm. All right, that's what I was trying to figure out. What and I'm, I'm in, in the darker beers, it will certainly accentuate um, like almost nutmeg and cinnamon sometimes, and even mm-hmm. a little bit of anise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all just from the one little piece of wood. No other spices added. Wow. It's that super, is... and it's really. What did this finish at? It's really dry. Ten oh four. Yeah. So we had it's like six that, and a half percent, I believe. Holy yeah. cow! That is. Really, it's really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah. I drink that all day. Do you do anything to clarify your beers beyond cold crash? Uh, this was the very end of the keg, so okay. that's why it's the cl- as clear it's as it is. Very clear. Yes. Yeah. No. The first two and a half gallons weren't quite this clear. Yeah, they were like <laughs> they're homebrew. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a uh, this is a, this is a success to me. And this is the first time you've made it. First time I made a saison. Yeah. Okay. First time you've ever made a saison. Period. Correct. Okay. Mm. Batch number twenty nine. <laughs> Well, you did well with it. Thank you. So, uh, since this is your first time on the show, please uh, share with us your beer your beer history. I was going to say beer show, but your beer history. You haven't done a beer show before I that know I know it. of. No. So, what's mm-hmm. your beer history? What 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 has brought you to us? So, uh, my father, also named Steve, uh, has been brewing for the better part of forty years or so, uh, home brewing, and I started helping him by capping his bottles when I was <laughs> like four or five. Were you um, good at it four or five? That seems like a tough <laughs> oh, yeah. chore for no. a four or five year old. I was an excellent bottle capper. Wow! At nine or five, yes. Congratulations, mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> you done well. And uh, <laughs> just kind of snowballed from there. Once I uh, got out of the army and uh, came back here, um, just really like doing beer stuff, and most of it involves cleaning, so that kind of sucks. But you know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I do beer uh, stuff all day. What does that mean? Well, I usually end up cleaning a lot. So you got to go hire the neighbor kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last beer I made, we I was, don't ever brew when it says it's going to be 100 degrees out. Don't brew on that day. Yeah, you and uh, Matthias, yeah. who yeah, was on Matthias the show. Yeah, Matthias and I brewed, and uh, it was a big brew, and uh, we were cleaning at like 1130 at night. Mm-hmm. That was wow. terrible. Yeah. And so I started working at Main Brew about a year and a half ago, and yeah. the rest, as they say, is history. <clears throat> Excellent. Main Brew, our uh, sponsor on our other show. Did you start working at Main Brew just because you liked the hobby so much? And so you're like, oh, I'll just... I also kind of needed a job, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but you chose, job, that but over, yes. you chose that over Taco Bell. I did choose <laughs> so, that over Taco Bell. And McDonald's. <laughs> uh, Sean's Secret Passion, Taco Bell. Yes, hey, we, I man, think we established on. this already. Last show, last yeah. episode, yeah. yes. How drunk was I? I don't remember saying anything about Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You said something about, I hope Steve knows how to make a mean nachos bel grande. That's the last thing I remember. <laughs> mm. uh, well, speaking of mean nachos, uh, let's talk about our brewery of Focus today, because they actually have really good food. And didn't, I think we got some nachos there, some kind of cheesy... Mm, I'm not sure if you got that when I was there because you've been there without oh, me. Oh, that's right. I've been there three times and twice without you, yeah? Or tw- once without you. Yeah. Out of the three times. Okay. Jeez. But uh, uh, kind of the new yeah. kids on the block for uh, an Oregon brewery and in Portland brewing, uh, Great Notion. I mm-hmm. This has quickly become my new favorite Portland brewery. Possibly mm. my new favorite Oregon brewery. I'm not sure yet because there's a couple others to contend with. But I have not had a beer from this place yet that I have not liked. I th- I've tried probably 85% of the beers they've mm-hmm. made. Um, and just everything that they, whatever they call their beer, that's exactly what it smells like. That's exactly what it tastes like. And it's like the Willy Wonka of beer making. It's, it's just, it's absolutely crazy. You've, they use like, uh, never mind. Go what? ahead. Continue. No, that's, that's, join me in this they, conversation. Yeah, so <laughs> I went there once. They had four of their own beers on tap. Their system is very, very small. Yeah. yeah. They can never keep anything. They, no. they just stock. expanded a little. Is it yes. even a 15 barrel? I don't, I'm not even sure it's when that I was big. there, I think it was a seven, and yeah, they had like just like put seven. in a fifteen barrel fermenter, so they okay. could do double wow. batches. Who are we talking about? M- Mash Chun Brewing? Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm. Uh, um, but yeah, so I tried their uh, their juice box, their yeah. double IPA. And mm-hmm. The brewer came out, and was talking to us, and I was like, "Man, this is really, really good. How do you do this?" He's like, well, we use five pounds per barrel of hops and three pounds per barrel dry hop. So I do 10-gallon batches. That would be a pound of dry hopping. Yeah. That's just a lot. Wow. That's what I do. It's a lot. It is a lot, but I do. I I use it. And Um, it works. I still don't get beers like they get. They're doing that juicy Northeast Coast kind of IPA that we're not used to here. uh, Well, it's the yeast that they're using, the Conan strain. Yeah. From from the Alchemist. I still don't. So the last couple IPAs that we've made have been a Conan yeast. And variant barbarian from Imperial, 
and we use uh, we use two pounds of hops for ten gallons, and we we one pound is dry hop, and most of it's late edition, the other mm. pound. And it's I still don't get those. <laughs> I don't get the juiciness that they get. Yeah, like there's something else there that I'm missing. I, I would love to. He's brew putting with that in a guy. can of frozen orange juice at the end. I would love to brew with him. I would love to <laughs> he's brew doing with something. Uh, he's I, doing I would, it right. Oh yeah. yeah, he's doing it right. They're delicious, and I would love to make an IPA like that at home. I don't know how he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, when when Matthias and I brewed the other day. Um, he brought over sometimes a great cow, which was their right. one-off mm. with the guard. Yeah, and now it's a month old, and it tasted like mosaic orange. It, it tasted like orange juice that had been dry hopped with mosaic, like I a mean, beer mosa, right? Yes, it was crazy. Yeah. And I'm just going, how is this? If you had handed this to me to taste it, I'd been like, that's not an IPA. That's orange juice that right. has mosaic in it. Right. And, well, and and that beer was so crazy because I had that beer multiple times, you know, day old from a crowler a week mm-hmm. later, different location at the mm-hmm. guard. And that beer evolved. Uh, the first time I had it, I thought it was like a bitter hoppy IPA with lots of grapefruit. Yeah. When I last had it, I'm with you. It was like a orange juice mimosa it was. beer. Yeah. It, and that's what Matias said the same thing. I had it at the brewery and it was great, but it wasn't this. He's like, now it's just like straight OJ with mosaic in it. And I'm like, this is the most yeah. amazing well, IPA. I just and it looks like it too because it's it's just cloudy and remember and it's got chunks in it and remember that pineapple express. Yeah, I mean that was, that was crazy. It was just like pineapple juice. Yeah, was which one was that? Uh, was the pineapple it? IPA, pineapple express. Okay, yeah, uh, it was, it was a few one. weeks ago, and I don't think it lasted long. Because there was uh, a Pineapple Express done by Fatheads, which was the Kolsch. Uh-huh. No, it's not. That's, okay. Uh, yeah, the Josh Huerta. Yes. Plant. Okay, yeah. so different beer. Yeah, okay. yeah. Great okay. Josh. Yeah, so, but so Great Notion made a Pineapple Express beer. Yeah. 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 It was insane. Very I, cool. I, it, 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 I couldn't even figure out what was going on. But yeah, on. whatever they're doing to get the aromatics and flavors in their beer, their they're, uh, they're maple... What's stout. it called? Double stack. Double stack. Double yes. stack. Their maple, the maple in that, it is the most maple-forward flavor. I, oh, I mean, yeah. it is you maple. He said, it it said that he uses it three different times he adds maple he adds it like at zero he uh-huh. adds it in like the bright or he adds it at the tail end of fermentation he adds it like in the bright tank so it actually doesn't fully ferment ah, out ah there we go see that's what i'm like i'm going yeah. there's too much maple flavor in this because i can done... taste it on my mustache at the end of the night i'm like yeah, oh, yeah. it smells so good I did, an, I did an imperial <laughs> maple porter with my friend with our friend mike yeah and um we used eight pounds of maple syrup in a 10 gallon batch and we did four in the, at the end of the boil, and we did four in secondary, and it just ferments out. I mean, it it has it gets this nice like rich sugary, but if you just smell it, you're like that's not maple syrup. And when you smell the double stack, it's straight like you said, it's yeah. straight maple syrup. Yeah. The blueberries, the blue- it's like just smells like blueberries. The blueberry like, muffin. The snozberries <laughs> smell like snozberries. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, and and to top it all off, great location. The real, real nice little setting in there. They've got a great patio on the back when the weather's nice. The food's really good. The service is really yeah. good. I everything about this place, I just, I love it. So, it, you, so you guys want some rumors? I heard they're. It's not a one-off. I heard a uh, great cow is. Uh, in the barrels right now as a saison version, a saison nice. great cow. Nice. Ooh. More rumors. Uh, double stack <laughs> is being bourbon barrel aged right now. Oh, it that'll be. be amazing. It cool. should be. Would it be better if it was rum barrel aged? Hmm, I don't see it hurting it. The but rum I with mean, the maple. I think uh, rum barrels are hard to come. Yeah, sure. Across, you know. Yeah. Huh. I no just idea. I can't wait to see what happens with this place. So. I'm not gonna lie because it's DeGard and and because it looks like they don't filter anything. And I don't think they have time to pasteurize anything. That grit, that sometimes a great cow. I'm I stopped by Main Brew today for like the third time in four days. <laughs> Got some DME so I can try and prop. I'm gonna try and prop the yeast up in that thing and see what happens. Maybe huh. I'll get nothing, but if I get something, that'd be kind of cool. That would yeah. be cool. There you so, go. Anyways. More rumors. They just collaborated with Block 15. Oh shit! Nick was <laughs> in the house with James and. Uh, I understand they have some sort of delicious IPA coming with a fruit cool. theme to it. Is that what's going to be released this Saturday? No, no, no. You're thinking about they're doing a new regular IPA on Saturday and a new double IPA And when on I say Saturday. this Saturday, I mean yesterday, based on when this comes out. <laughs> so tell yeah. me, Obed, you probably know this. So uh, the head brewer's name is? James. James. And and the rumor is, or you, I think you have said, that he went straight from home brewing to this place. Is that correct? Right, so... Um, I mean, he's a straight home brewer that is just, like, blowing the doors him off. Him and the and his, other owners, yeah. And his beers look like homebrew, and nobody cares, which I love. Uh, you know, there's a big thing on clarity in beer, especially for commercial the beer. yeah. And th- these beers are not... These beers are cloudier than the beers that I make. Um, yep. 
Yeah. So, I mean, uh, but, you know, a lot of people like you want to know how he's doing this, what yeah. what's he doing different. You know, you got to take into consideration him and his partners have been homebrewing for over a decade. Oh, I'm sure they've honed you know, these combined recipes. It, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's not like he's new to the scene. He's been carefully crafting right. his style. He's sure. been propagating his own yeast from Hill Farmstead and, yeah. you know, Eddie Tyler. So, he, he's, he's you know, he's not new to it. And what what is amazing to me is he went from being a homebrewer to taking over a seven-barrel brew system from the mash ton and, you know, everything's selling out. Now he's got to go bigger. Now he's on a 15-barrel system, and that's not enough still. So now he's looking for a new uh, new location altogether. So that's that's the crazy part. Like That's great. You know? And they, you know. Oh, like, this is the new one. Well, yeah, like Sean said. No, the same one. No, same oh, it's one. the same one. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what's that one? This, I have had two bottles. That's only a 12-ounce oh, bottle. Oh, oh, gotcha. You brought two of the same. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It's a 12-ounce bottle, so, you know. <laughs> But uh, I'm with Sean. I mean, I'm happy with the with them. Uh, I I love what they're doing. Their food's great. Uh, Yeah. uh, Their customer service is great. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tom and Andy are great. Uh, Some of the best waffle fries I've ever had. Yes, those are really good, right? Yeah, they're good. Their their weekly spe- their monthly specials are great. It's like they have little Keebler elves and they're hand carving the waffle (laughs) out, and they're they're just they crisp just perfectly. So good. That, you know, that's the second uh, reference you had. You had the Willy Wonka reference, <laughs> you had the, and then you had like Elves. Elves. Oh, I'm, I'm not like, done. <laughs> we're going to go through all the little people. Okay. Thank <laughs> goodness. So what? <laughs> Here, here's a quick sidebar. Uh, name your top two favorite Great Notion beers. I've only had four, oh, so throw whatever you remember. That the was great. Juice box and the maple one. Double stack. Double stack. Double stack. Both yes. really good, yes. Yeah, I'd say juice box and Can pineapple you be wrong express. In this answer? No, not at all. <laughs> did you did you make it in for the mango one that followed up the pineapple express? I did have the mango one, yes. How was that? Uh it wasn't my favorite. It's not gonna be in my top two. I right. mean it wasn't a, a bad effort. I think uh-huh. they do a little wrong. It just wasn't my I mean when they make such great beer, it's, it's hard t- to Yeah, pick. I mean you you're probably we're splitting hairs. Right. I mean the, I had the mango and it was it was good. It's not my as I like Juice Junior better? I like, or you know, where did you box. get the mango? Huh? We it was there <laughs> when we went there? there. Yes. No, it yes. came out. What? Yes. No, no, we're talking about something a different mango that came out. I think because that I'm, the mango he and I are talking about came out after the pineapple pineapple express went off. Oh, oh okay. There Sorry. was a mango one from Block Fifteen that we had at ABV. Yeah, oh, maybe song. that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Could be. Huh. Anyways. Okay. Uh, my you top two, I don't know. Uh, sometimes a great cow was amazing. <laughs> yes, that's got uh, to be on there. And then probably number two, because it's more sessionable. I really, but I just dug it. Juice Junior probably because it's like a six percent easy mm-hmm. drinking IPA that's just packed full of flavor. Yeah, it's so good. Mm. That for, uh, see, I've always been a palate jack guy for my regular IPAs, and that's yeah. I'd like to try them side by side. And they're just different. I don't know different. how you can. But to, just to pick a favorite, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have to try them back to back and okay. see because. And, Boy, they, and tough. you know who wins? Huh. You. You. You win. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody wins. <laughs> oh, man. Can well, I be there where you're in the room with Pallet Jack and Juice Jr. together at the same time? I'd like to be there as well. Okay. We, we can make this happen uh, if you want to. Make it happen. <laughs> Obed's the guy that makes all these Sweet. things happen. Like you're, you're I the... mean, it's not a – I mean, stop by, uh, you know, so-and-so and get a crowler of it. Yeah. Head yeah. over and uh, let's do it. I want to. I want to know this. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I. I I'm in agreement. What's happening out there? The no, squirrel. A squirrel jumped off your roof uh, onto uh, a tree. That was from the roof. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something in the corner of my eye. I thought like somebody yeah, was staring through the window. Branch right on the edge, right here. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah we're uh, we're recording with the 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 window open. It's not helping. No. <laughs> no nothing's <laughs> helping. Yeah. Oh man, this is miserable. Uh, so let's talk about beer trends because I think. What we we I mean most of us have been probably beer nerds for I have at least the t- last ten years have been a bit of a beer nerd seen a lot of trends come and go. Uh, what are some trends you guys have enjoyed? What are some trends you guys have been like? Man, I can't wait for this to be over with. <laughs> and, what, and what and what do you see coming? I'm digging this whole. You know, I feel like a few years ago the IP, uh, the sour beers went really fruity mm-hmm. and you started seeing all these you know variants of like fruited sours and i think right now it's coming back around with the ipas you're seeing all these mm-hmm. fruit style fruit theme ipas you know um just unfiltered you know uh pureed ipas that are coming out I- ipas with lacto mm-hmm. and i dig it i think it's great because mm-hmm. ipa definitely had its day and i i'm one of those guys like i'm the guy who's gonna wear my wide legger jeans till they quit making them i'm not gonna give up on ipa like a lot of people did 
Uh, so it's nice to see some of that stuff coming back around, but little variants of yeah. what we've what we've seen. That, that's that's literally what I have written here is fruit infused beers, but beers that you would normally associate with having fruit in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Which fruit works with almost any style? Yeah. If you almost. do it correctly, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Hmm. Any, um, any style? I said almost is that, is any a challenge? style. <laughs> a mango Rausch beer. <laughs> mango Rauch. Mm. Uh, you know what? The mango would probably improve a Rausch beer because yeah. they s- not I'm my not, favorite. Not a smoky beer guy. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. uh, that, that, you know that, what? You know what trend? I I that in theory sounded great to me, and then ultimately. 90% of it was not great mm-hmm. uh, session IPAs. Yeah, there's there was like three or four that stood out and I was really looking forward to that yes. trend. Yes. And it didn't really follow through very well. Cuz I was really yeah, I was looking forward to something that was just like lighter alcohol and more crushable but with hop forward mm-hmm. and most of the session IPAs that came out for me just fell way short. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. And uh, whether it was like there wasn't enough malt to carry through the hop flavor or the hop flavor didn't persist uh-huh. or whatever. You know, it's like every time I was like, yeah, session IPA, session IPA. And just most of them were not good. Yeah. I'll say, I will say for George, all of their session IPAs yeah. that they made were good. And my favorite one ever came out from them. They don't make it anymore. But which one was that? The... That was the original Suicide Squeeze. Right, which is now a, almost a, a, a imperial. Two. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a four or five or something like that when it came out. Yeah. And it had the malt backbone that carried this nice hop for, you know, through yeah. it. And it was unfiltered. And it just was great. Their Big Guns is good. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the other, the, one of the, ones, the other ones they've come out with, Overdub was good. Overdub. Yep. Big Guns is good. You can still find Overdub. Yeah. So I mean, they're, they're good. Those are good examples. But, yeah. boy, there's not many great session IPAs. And that sounded, again, like a great idea. But Yeah. Well, so. well I think what happened is a lot of the just the general well, everyone brewers started putting them out. And they yeah, just everyone came out, out with a well. session mm-hmm. IPA. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, probably the one trend that I was – when it when it, this started picking up, and I'm kind of glad – it's still it, – you definitely still see these beers everywhere, but – not like it was is the whole Belgian movement. Everything was Belgian, Belgian, Belgian. I, mm. for whatever reason, I, I am just not a fan of the Belgian yeast strains, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I can appreciate them for what they are, but yeah, I just, I will you? not drink a Belgian if I. <laughs> Obed gets so mad. I on talk says otherwise. Yeah, with you, you know, like, uh, you know, there's, I mean, I like Belgian beers, but yeah. the one style that did not work, and everybody started making it as well, is a Belgian IPA. Yeah. I have yet to have a good Belgian IPA. Or a Belgian style. I do not dig Belgian stouts too much. Yeah, hmm. here and there, here and there, here and there. Yeah. Uh, but overall, it was just like that mix that like those banana and candy flavors from a Belgian yeast mixed with hops. It's yeah. just like it's really clashy. Yeah. It does not work well for me. Uh, we need beer, gentlemen. What should we drink next? Because this is the online bottle show. Uh, what do we want? Steve sitting next to the beer. Do we want to keep it light? Or We've got this. Beer. I've got, I brought uh, out a Woot. Uh, that is good. Yeah. Should we open this? Or is it too it soon? Might we got be this a or little sour. too aggressive. Too soon? Uh, All right, let's keep it. Sours are aggressive too. All right. Aggressive or frambois? I love that frambois. Let's try the frambois because I haven't had that. Well, I haven't had it since it, the, it opened. You it had it on uh, Saturday, Sean. That one? Yeah. Is that the, the white one? frambois? You had it on draft. Oh, is that? Did you have it on Saturday? Oh. Yeah, we were at oh, Archbridge Tap House. It was on draft. Part of the. I thought that was. I thought that was. Are you sure it was the Frambois? It was a white Frambois. Correct. Okay, I thought it was a diff- something else we had. Down that was there. no. I haven't had it since November, since the release. So I want to see how it's done in oh, six it's months. Doing great on months. draft. I'm well, sure the bottle's good too. Marcus, yeah. when you and I went down two uh, releases ago, what was the one I got? There was one I didn't get, and there was one I did get that wasn't normally my style. You, you did not get the wild ale, the Frambois. Okay, what was I don't think I, you did. All right, I'm, I'm confused. Well. There were this three. Is, there were three bottles released then. It was Imagine, Figgy, Figgy, and Frambois. Then I, I bought one bottle of that. Then did you? Yeah, okay. I do have one bottle of that. I think there was also the Three Summers Cuvee Creek as part of that release. I may be wrong. I don't remember. My memory's so bad. If you have one, you should probably give it to me. So back to beer trends, Steve. What are some trends that uh, you're a fan of, or not a fan of, or what do you think's coming up next? Last year saw like. Last summer, I saw like a really big explosion of uh, gosas. Yeah. Ah. Historical style, you know, the brewed with the uh, well, a traditionally German style wheat beer brewed with salt. Mm-hmm. And, you mean like uh, I, what I just did two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that that was really big last year, and that was actually one of my favorite styles to drink, like mm-hmm. just in the summer. 
because uh, I mean, right level of salt makes you more thirsty. So you have, to, it make, drink, you have to drink more. Makes you feel like <laughs> you know? you're quenching your thirst with a little bit of salt, mm-hmm. right? Like eating chips or whatever, mm-hmm. right? When yeah, you're thirsty. it's uh, yeah. electrolytes. Yeah. What plants exactly. crave. No, actually, that's true. Excellent. Helps you absorb water. Any particular trends that you were happy to see go or wish you'd see go or haven't been in the beer scene that long. I mean, I've enjoyed beer a very mm-hmm. long time. Um, but as far as like being immersed in beer culture, that's only really been for me the last um, two years or so. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had much time to see, you know, rising and falling trends to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I feel like Ambers have played their part. <laughs> <laughs> Ambers. That was, that was like the whole rise of craft beer. I know. Reds and Ambers. I've never, I've not met an Amber that I like yet. Mm. It just, it tastes to me like beer, beer. You know? Yeah. I know there can be a good amber if it's like a nice malt forward something, but I just haven't had it. Hmm. What do you think could be done to an amber that would make an amber better? Hmm. Well, first of all, avoid anything that makes it amber. (laughs) (laughs) I actually made an amber that was had a very very small amount of uh, rauk malt in it, so not enough to like actually make you think smokiness, Mm -hmm. but enough to like if I mention it to you, you'd be like, oh yeah, this would pair really well with a scotch. I think it's pretty good. Okay. I think I here's what I think. Let's make a you could make an amber with a little bit have more heavy caramel malt, and then pitch some Palo Santo wood into it. <laughs> pretty sure you put Palo Santo wood in anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. It'll fix a lot of things. <laughs> At that point, it's not an amber. It's just a, a vehicle I'm for sure the Palo Pol- Santo amber. It's just the vehicle for the Palo Santo wood. Yes. <laughs> this Frambois, by the way, is very good. It is very nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of happy to see the rye beers toned down a little bit. Yeah, was there an uprising of rye? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt like last winter there was uh, every brewery was making a rye <clears throat> something, rye CDA, rye mm-hmm. porter, rye stout, rye IPA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I don't mind rye. I just think it's very hard to do in beer because it is a very aggressive, you know, spice type yep. of character. Mm-hmm. So it has to be really well balanced. And I yep. feel like a lot of breweries didn't achieve this. So, right. you know. Uh, I'll also say the one uh, thing that's really popped up in the last few years is it seems like every brewery now is doing barrel-aged something. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you look back a few years ago, there were a very select few bottles Correct. you could find with bourbon barrel or rum mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I don't mean wild fermented. I just well even wild fermented too. But but I'm specifically talking about like bourbon or rum barrel aged, yeah. spirit barrel aged. And now it's all over the place. I think a lot of breweries are recognizing. I'm that, a fan of uh, that, by the way. Yeah, that oh, they that can be, yeah. start a barrel program at year one, and then by year three, when they're made yeah. a name for themselves and well known, they can yeah. start releasing. You know, they start a barrel program very young, yeah. and then you know, yep. develop that, and they have something by year two or three to actually release. Just Absolutely. capitalize on that market. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I feel. Uh, Ancestry Brewing's doing out of. Um, Sherwood. Yeah. Their first beer I had right after they appeared on the scene was their bourbon barrel aged stout. Oh, really? With, with cherries in it. Wow. And, uh, you know, it, I, I drank it with low expectations, but it was actually solid. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a brand. I was actually there on um, Sunday, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a really cool spot. If you guys haven't been there, they're doing a lot of... I've driven uh, by it, but they weren't open every time I've driven by. They well, they opened. weren't officially open until this weekend. Right, now they're, they they're going to be open uh, 11 till 10, I believe. But okay. they're, uh, I was walking through the brewery. They got a lot of barrels. You, you cool. can tell they're going to be doing a lot of barrel aging. And, yeah. and like uh, Steve was saying, it's a brand new brewery already developing mm-hmm. a barrel age program, mm-hmm. which is, for me, exciting. I think give, it's him, cool. give him three years. You know? I think that's the new trend is, uh, you know, a lot of breweries are moving towards going towards older methods, you know, using a lot of oak barrels, whether or not it's bourbon or it's just oak barrels for fermentation or wild fermentation in oak barrels. It's kind of moving backwards a little bit and giving more character and complexity to beers. So side note, a fan of that favorite barrel. What's your favorite uh, beer barrel? Barrel-aged beer? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Barrel-aged beer, or you mean just no, barrel? No, no, just style of barrel, yeah. Barrel to age yeah, Everybody's doing everything now, from right. rye to tequila oh, to yeah. whiskey I'd to... I'd probably just be a traditionalist and stick with the good barrel-aged stouts. Is that what but, you're talking uh, about? Are you talking about the barrel, as in bourbon? Like bourbon barrel? Oh, what kind of barrel? Oh, I misunderstood Correct. the question. Yeah. 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 Hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, bourbon. I, I mean, I do like a lot of the rum barrel stuff I've... I've yeah. It's been really good. Adds a little bit of coconut. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just I haven't had enough of them yet, but every everything I've had from rum has been delicious. Some of the gin barrel stuff has been interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. I yeah. list every barrel. Jeez, there's tequila <laughs> too. And... Yeah, I think <laughs> the two for me, because they produce the most interesting flavors in beer, uh, at, you know, at least think, like different things would be like the gin and the tequila barrels. Because mm-hmm. it's unique and it things that unique. haven't been yeah. done before. And experimenting is always important. I feel like uh, people use, you know, like stouts and whatnot. They're, you know, they're, a lot of people use bourbon barrels. I think the more interesting one is rye whiskey. Um, mm. Because I think that adds that spicy note of the rye, and you get the really and a good rye whiskey has a lot of caramel notes to it, and uh, so that gives it kind of that bourbon esque type thing as well, and vanilla, and you know, of course you get the oak and toasted and all that, but you get that rye spice as well. So I think it's more complex. Did you guys try that Fathead's um, gin barrel saison? No. Yes, no. I believe I did. That I was, was pretty the, good. Uh... We had it actually on tap at ABV. It was on mm-hmm. on draft. Uh, just really well done yeah. girl. you don't see yeah. many saisons that are wood aged uh-uh. barrel aged no i mean well yeah i mean it's the guard does all right. their saisons obviously wood aged but mm. there's not a lot of them you're right hmm overseas arming yeah. my favorite <laughs> <laughs> any uh predictive predicting of uh trends you'd like to see come around that ha- we haven't seen yet Ambers. More Ambers. It's really going to come back. <laughs> More Ambers. ESBs. <laughs> I don't know. Could you get creative with an ESB? I think Not if you want to enter into a competition. <laughs> huh. Okay. I'm wondering if you're going to see more adjuncts like what Matthias was mentioning last week. Like the or two hopless weeks ago. stuff in the Gruits? Well, maybe not just – maybe you still use hops, but add ingredients that the Gruits are using. So yeah. a lot of – you know, like whatever – I can't remember all the – stuff he was listing off mugwort yeah but he was uh by the way i slept really well that night did you have dreams he said mugwort no i had no dreams yeah i but never I slept, remember my dreams, but i slept so. great did you anyways um <laughs> mugwort huh mugwort tea well and i don't know he listed you know probably a half dozen or more ingredients i'm i'm thinking maybe more adjuncts like that or um we'll, we'll end up because it gives you more unique flavors that you mm-hmm. can't find in beers right now right uh, all right man well uh, I guess we can move into our. What are we doing? Yeah, let's move into our top six list because there's four of us and it's going to take some time. Topic tonight is refreshing summer beers of all things mm-hmm. while we're cooking in this little studio. And you can either do a specific beer to this or you can just talk about a style that you, uh, you know, you just is one of your favorite. Hey, I just mowed the lawn. I'm going to kick back. I want to drink three or four beers and not get messed up. Something to make me. Well, maybe you want to get messed up in a hot summer day. That's your your prerogative. Uh, we don't I, judge. <laughs> no judging. Idiots. So, oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, uh, you're the new guy in the, the room tonight. Why don't you kick us off with your number six? So I have to do this in order. Uh, six mm, to one. Okay. Yep. Ooh, I listed these out. And I'm not really, really any poor order. at listing things in order. I always yeah. change them afterwards. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the standard American lager at number six. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, just... There's a reason that it's the most popular beer in America. Mm-hmm. It doesn't try to be anything else. Doesn't say that you're gonna, you know, experience a hop explosion. No, it's just gonna be thirst quenching, easy to drink, widely popular, generally pleasing to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, Budweiser, Coors Light would be in Ooh, that category. Listen to yeah. that. Speaking of which, I need more beer, guys. Here you go. Get, oh, there's oh. a little more of that. Okay. Yeah. Does anybody else want this who might appreciate, Ooh, more, appreciate yeah, it more than like me? Tiny bit. Oh. You're going to finish because I'll move on to something else. I like it. Okay. But... You want to do something else? Yeah. Do you want to go sour or do you want to go back to your – we can go back to sour also, after you uh, I brought out another light beer If before we go sour oh. and dark. Oh, let's do that do then. That. Yeah, let's crack that open. What is oh, that? Oh, look at this. What is that? Look at this. Marcus is happy. It's a bourbon barrel-aged Corona. First time it's been mm. done. Yeah, but it's a it's a 2013, Wait. which is the good year. 2012 Wait. and 14 were bad. This are you serious? This is the 13. What is this? That's amazing. Is that amazing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> well, let me see that bottle. <laughs> let me see that bottle. What is Ooh, ouch! I made a lot of noise. Oh, okay, okay. So you're lying. You, you tell us what this is. <laughs> Why would Corona be there? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Uh, it's uh, Santia Darius uh, Rustic L Saison uh, Bernice. It's one of my favorite saisons, especially non barrel saisons. It's uh, it's just uh, an easy drinking, you know, uh-huh. type of beer on a hot day like this. I think uh, it'll hit the spot. Hopefully, I'm and, super excited. And about the Corona this aspect goes good with chips and salsa. There you go. Okay, perfect. All right, Mark. Uh, yeah, Marcus, Me? number six. Uh, I'm going to choose a lager too. I'm going to go, but I'm going to be more specific uh, because I'm not going to choose Budweiser, sorry, or Coors Light <laughs> or whatever. Um, 
I was lucky enough, actually, on my birthday to go to Heater Allen and do a brewery oh. tour there. And uh, I got to talk to Mr. Allen mm-hmm. uh, and Mrs. Heater. Mm-hmm. That's, there's no Mrs. Heater. Heat miser. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and tour the brewery and, and sample all the lager beers that they have. And it was interesting to learn about lagering, but their beers are, and like you said, their, their Pilsner or their lager is just so clean. It's got... A tiny bit of bitterness from the hops, but it's about the malt. But even the malt is just clean and easy drinking. It's refreshing. Um, you know, and I like that they put the extra time and effort into it to lager and get that, that just that extra 5% that makes their lager beer really nice and clean and easy drinking. Their uh, Pilsner more the won Pilsner. a medal. Yeah, uh, the Pilsner is what I'm talking in about. In a Czech, you know, dominated European competition, which is crazy. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm uh, that's my number six. And it's a it's a fantastic beer. They're Pilsner, so so Heater Allen Pilsner. All right, Obed. Uh, I'm gonna go with what Marcus has in his hand. Uh, I think uh, I'm a big fan of you know saison farmhouse ale styles. So I think uh, this time of year, just kind of a lighter uh, take on it, like a nice easy drinking saison. Um, you know, nice uh, on a nice hot day like this, just hits the spot for me. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to kind of go into Steve's territory here, but I'm going to get more specific because this I'm, uh, I'm – Okay, go- I know where you're going. I'm going back to my early, early days of before all the whole craft beer movement. And this is still the one American lager I can still drink and not get a crappy, filmy taste in my mouth, and that is Rainier. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I can drink I can drink Rain Dogs all night <laughs> long. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know PBR is the big hipster beer. What is that noise? That is a car. Okay. That's what they're called. Windows open. I, I couldn't tell if it was the airport or what. Uh, but, yeah, so it that's just, it's the only American lager that I can still drink and not feel bad about myself. So there you go. Steve, number five, please. Number five. Well, this is going to make Marcus upset, but uh, <laughs> Session IPAs, specifically mm. the Fort George ones. I'm not upset by that. The Overdub and the Big Guns. Those are, uh, you know, hop forward, super light, easy to drink. Essentially, the same alcohol percentage as Coors Light and Budweiser, and <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> and way better, and way more flavorful. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can go with that. Yeah, absolutely. Marcus, number five. Uh, number five. Ooh. I am going to go with. Uh, actually, I'm going to follow Steve um, and go with Session IPAs as well. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be the right ones, as we already talked about. So. I don't really have much more to say on Nothing that. Nothing specific on it. Just uh, I mean, if if Suicide <clears throat> squeezes out, I would drink that. I would be this mm-hmm. would be higher on my list, but it's not. Sure. Um, but Overdub and Big Guns are are good, mm-hmm. and so they're easy drinking. You know, it's hot days. You some people like to get drunk on a hot day. I like lower alcohol beers, mm-hmm. and uh, so <laughs> I can drink for the winter time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going with uh, a session IPA. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to Certainly me. Certainly those two. Same as Steve. Obed number five. I could drink a gallon of this right now. That is so delicious. <laughs> my my list just changed, by the way, based off this beer. I'm not kidding. If you leave it on your tongue for a little bit, you start getting some fruity There's esters coming through fruit. from no, the yeast. I get fruit immediately. That was a, I'm like fruit and then spice. Yeah, their in. yeast is crazy. Oh, man, it's good. All right, uh, it's number delicious. number five. And by the way, I'm not going in order because I'm a rebel, so okay, mine well, are just random. I'm, I'm um, listing them in order, though, so you can't stop it. <laughs> Sean, you can list them in whatever order you exactly. want for a bit. I'm going to put them in rainbow colors. But uh, I'm a fan uh, all day long. Any any Degard fruited beer. I hear that. I don't care if it's uh, a stone fruit, if it's a raspberry, anything right now with fruit from like, Degard. Like the berry be booze? Beautiful. Berry boo. Okay. Uh, it could be the Orchard Boo, the Nectarine Premier. It could be mm-hmm. any of those beers, the Apricot Goza, the Cherry. Any of those beers for me right now would be perfect. And Lord knows, keep it to yourself and don't try to <laughs> pawn it off. <laughs> <sighs> Mm. I'm sorry, real quick, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Obed, do you mind if I save the dregs of this bottle? <laughs> you should. Let's see what happens. It says to save them. They're live. I mean, they're. it says use these. Or, Steve, we could do a collab brew with this or something. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, know, I, just wanna, just wanna I, I have to make there. an IPA next, but... Uh, no, 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 it doesn't yeah. have to be, like, tomorrow. Okay. But, yeah. It has to be tomorrow, Steve. I have to prop sorry. these up. All right, we're doing this tomorrow. Make, it'll take a few weeks to prop those up. <laughs> sorry, Kevin, I'm taking tomorrow off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you Get go. Get a brew. Good luck. Uh, Got a brew. Uh, my number five, uh, kind of, it's not specific, but it's a little more specific than just lager. I'm going to go with the good old Mexican lagers. 
the you know the Soul and Pacifico and that kind of chips and salsa. I, I thought of this the other day when I was sitting at Chevy's, drink you know, ordered chips and salsa, some guacamole, and just I was like, I am gonna get an ice cold Mexican lager yeah. and just drink that, and it's it's so perfect with with that specific menu. Uh, and, and you know when it's hot out, they are refreshing. Yeah, because you got to get them cold so you can bury the bad flavor. So I was gonna say when I, when I was kind of envisioning having a whole bunch of heater Allen down in Mexico eating chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, Steve, number four. Number four, uh, French saison. Oh. Mm. specifically the one I just made. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I hear that. I think I've had uh, that before. It was great. <laughs> but the French saison is a good, I mean, oh, yeah. that's a good one because it's light mm-hmm. um, and it attenuates down really low. So it's it's dry. It's not super high alcohol. It's so non-filling. It's just, yeah. It's yeah. really refreshing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, the usually, I mean, so I have four people in my house. I'm the only one who drinks beer. So I have beer for days, honestly. But that keg of the Saison I made did not last very long. Yeah. Good thing I have another five gallons. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to serve it right away or are you going to let it The other five gallons? Way? Yeah. can always make it again. Okay. Yeah, yeah you can. <laughs> awesome. As a homebrewer, are you pretty good at replicating your recipes? Uh, personally, I've actually never made the exact same recipe okay. twice. Yeah. I always change like one or two things. Some, yeah. some beers will taste similar, mm-hmm. but they'll always be a little bit different. Sure. Yeah. Experimentation that. is the key. Yep. Makes yeah. makes home brewing fun. Mm-hmm. Marcus, number four. Okay, number four. I'm going to go a little weird here, uh, but I'll be Barrel honest. Barrel-aged stouts. Yes. <laughs> yes. On a hot summer with, day. Yeah, with steak and donuts. <laughs> um, no, and this one is actually like, this was a, a good one when, uh, Sean, you and I went on a little excursion to the Soapbox Derby race. Yep. And uh, number four for me is going to be a Rattler. Yeah. Rattlers are super refreshing. They're they're low alcohol. And specifically, Steagle Rattler is the best uh-huh. one that I've had so far. So let me tell you a little story. I was in Bend last weekend, not so much for a beer trip per se, but uh, my friends that I was staying with, you know, they made us dinner just like when you and I went there a couple years ago, made dinner. And uh, I, the, I the, the girls were drinking Rattlers. And they were kind of running low, and they're like, well, we got to do something to make this last a little longer. I said, hey, you got that bottle of red wine over there? It was like the Joe red wine table wine. I don't remember. I can't remember who makes that. but mm-hmm. uh, Joe, maybe? Well, I, I don't know if it was a Trader <laughs> Joe's thing or oh, what. I have no idea. I've seen it around. I don't know. I can't remember who makes it, but mm. did about half red wine, half Stiegel Rattler. Holy shit, it tasted like sangria. Mm-hmm. It was so tasty. And those we those girls made us go back down to the store and get another four-pack of, of Rattler. Rattler, just to do just that? Because they wanted to keep drinking that. Mm. Uh, yeah, it that was really good. So just to add on cool. to your number yeah. four there. Uh, yeah. Rattlers. So I don't usually drink it with Joe, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's actually true. I've known a few other uh, – blending uh, Rattler with other things is – I've done that in mm-hmm. the past – but just that that like pun- that nice little punch of grapefruit with the pilsner mm-hmm. uh, or lager or whatever it is lager probably uh, is just <laughs> is, is delicious. So yeah, and it's super refreshing. It's like two and a half percent. You, you can, can drink, them drink all day. Them. Yeah, I mean I've done enemas with them. It's yeah. uh, been great. <laughs> Smell like grapefruit for the rest of the yeah. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve's oh. never coming back now. I already said that. <laughs> I was in the army for nine years. I... <laughs> You've done lots okay. of Rattler yeah. enemas. You put, uh, you well, put Rattlers okay. in all parts you of your know, body. Never mind. Never done that, but we, yeah, we, seen some we used the Bud Light stuff. Yeah, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Uh, uh, Obed, number four, please. I am going to go with Berliners. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just love that light, tart drinkability from them Mm -hmm. they're so refreshing i don't care if it's uh, a traditional berliner out of germany with uh, some syrup pumping it i don't care if it's a Mm -hmm. guard take on a berliner uh i don't care if it's a great notion berliner with a strawberry i just i just (laughs) love those beers man so that that is my number four berliner yeah berliner wise are just amazing this time of year yeah Yep, I, I yeah, it's on, it's on my list. We'll get to it. My number four is just the good old standard IPA, not necessarily the session, but just a good old IPA. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that on a summer day. Uh, you know, the session that's if uh, you're drinking in the middle of the day, and the IPA is you want to wind your night down and get a little bit of a buzz going. There's a little more alcohol to it and a little more punch. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I'm a you know I'm a West Coast IPA, but I've really been getting into this juicy IPA, the East Coast style. New England uh, style. So I'm looking definitely looking forward to that coming our way. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. 
I talk about trends. Mm-hmm. There's a trend I'd like to see happen here. I know it's already going on on the East Coast, but let's let's bring it. Steve, number three, please. Number three uh, for me would be the Gosa. Gosa. Um, so some varieties in particular, the Anderson Valley Blood Orange and uh, the traditional uh, way, uh, Freigeist. They have uh, three different Gosas, and they're all actually very interesting and unique and very good. They have a Quince, a Rhubarb, and the Atlantis Gosa. Mm-hmm. And if you ever get a chance to try all three of them together, I would highly recommend it. Like pour them in the same glass? <laughs> or that. <laughs> Blend it. <laughs> or that. No, side by side, okay. obviously. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right, Marcus, number three. Uh, I'm going to go with Saison's for number Saison. three. Um, specific Saison or just Saison's in general? I'm going to go with specifically like a French-style Saison. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be lighter. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, um, yeah, as Steve said, you know, lower attenuating, easy to drink. This Saison higher Bern- higher sorry yes higher attenuating. Um, this Saison Bernice is amazing. This is maybe the best Saison I've ever had. It's real. I have to think about it, but it's really and, and, nice. And that's just their house standard Saison. I've had some of. Yeah. I had like their Saison Noir and some of their and those just blew my mind. Yeah, I mean it's delicious. It's it's really 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 nice. Um, that's really good. Yeah, and, and so, anyways, um, you know, it's just got a lot of character in it. It's this one's a little higher alcohol, but it's not bad. It's six and a half, and uh, I'll, I could drink that. I could drink this in the summertime all day. It's just really delicious. So yeah, got there it. You go, Obed number three. Again, I'm in no order, so it might not be my <laughs> number three, but uh, I'm gonna Amber. go into what you said last time. I actually uh, lately have been a sucker for New England style mm-hmm. IPAs. Um, you know, I've I've been drinking a lot of uh, Tired Hands out of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan, a lot of Julius. You know, hey, if um, you get some of that Tired Hands and you need a friend for the night, I'd like to try it. So think of me. I don't know about the nighttime. Like I mean, right <laughs> now during the daytime. Play a friend for the night? That was odd. <laughs> you don't have to try so hard, Sean. I, I'll just huh. bring it during the daytime, uh, like right now. We're I know all you're good. a married so man. So you, you, you pay him the the <laughs> beer to leave afterwards, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm no. just saying. All right, all right. Let's make something happen. Uh, let's not. But um, <laughs> if I get some, I'll share with you, Sean, okay. during the daytime. Which is okay. All right. In the daylight, uh, where everybody day- can see with witnesses. In public, preferably. <laughs> but uh, with a restraining order um, yeah. of a hundred feet. A day date, right? It has to be a yes. day date. Thank Go you for, for clarifying. Yeah. You can pour it. Walk away. Then I'll walk up and grab it when you're safe distance. Okay. okay, I can Sean agree to that. Sean doesn't know where you live yet, right? I hope not. <laughs> you should keep it that way. Um, uh, so yeah, Julius, uh, uh, you know, from um, Treehouse, some of those are, are just perfect right yeah, now. I could delicious. I could be crushing one right now. Uh, <clears throat> other than that, uh, Great Notion is mm-hmm. making those beautiful ones here yeah. in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, their Orange Creamsicle IPA. Oh, oh if only I could have a crowd of that right now. I haven't had that. It yeah. was just... How can you make an orange cream IP and have it be perfect? Yeah. I don't know. He did it. Yeah. Uh, you know. So yeah, it's impressive. that's my number. My number three. All right, uh, my number three is uh, like you said earlier. Your number four is the Berliners. Uh, I, I put Berliner Weiss, but any Berliner is good on a on a good hot day. So I don't need to say any more about it. So Steve, what is your number Not two? My okay. number two is is, <laughs> is the IPA. Oh, look the at the regular. You. We started a streak here. Classic. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the newer IPAs. So a lot of the '90s IPAs, you know, they had their time, mm-hmm. and it's time to make way for newer hop varieties, changing mm-hmm. flavor profiles, and mm-hmm. you know, more hop forward as opposed to more malt forward. Yeah, I, I the malty ones, I just I can't yep. drink. Nope, not anymore. That yeah. was that was like the the introduction to craft brewing IPA mm. that some breweries can't let go of. The thing mm-hmm. with the multi IPAs too that doesn't that clashes is that they're typically the the hop character is either never been present in the beer or it's just it's faded out and it's just multi and then bitter at and, the end. And a lot of people and say that's oh, just a really not a great combination true. for me. A lot of people say, Oh I don't like IPAs. Well that's what they you have in just mind. don't like, you know yeah. that style of IPA. Right. There is a hop for everybody. I'm convinced of it. I believe that. There's a hop for everybody. Yeah. What is your soul hop? That'll be mm. like a Facebook test. My wife, does, my wife does not drink beer. Eldorado. But three, four years ago, whenever, when Hop Venom first came out, I was drinking Hop Venom, which was just blew my mind mm-hmm. then. And she came over and drank it. And then she drank just to taste it because she does that. Then she drank some more. Then she finished off half my glass. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't drink beer. She's like... 
I do now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she's like, no, I don't. And then she drank some more. And I'm like, okay. If I have to pick an IPA, I'm going to pick a, a kind of a range of them. I'm cheating. But any of the Freem one-off IPAs for me. Okay. Single like, hop like well, mean, or like the Down Under, okay. the Citrus that we have on tap right now. Mm-hmm. Um, those are show beer Those yesterday. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ones are really good. Yeah, those tasty. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Marcus, number uh, two. Number two for me is IPA. IPA, I mean, yeah, we've established this in the show, but I love uh-huh. hops and I drink IPAs a lot. I make a lot of IPA. We make a lot of IPAs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and specifically, like I've mentioned already on the show, I'd love to figure out how to make something like Great Notions doing or like Treehouse does. Um, or uh, Maine is kind of in that vein, but not mm-hmm. quite. Um, you know, really juicy, you know, flavorful forward IPAs. I think getting there, but I'm not there yet for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those styles are awesome. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say right now I'd probably say Juice Junior because it's it's a little more sessionable at six percent. I could drink more of it. It goes down a little easier. That great cow, some you know, sometimes a great cow. I could drink that until I fell over drunk. It was eight and a half percent. But it does not taste like that at all. Yeah. It's so f- just fruit forward and you know, orange juice forward and mimosa forward, like you said. And so yeah. Anyways. Yeah. By the way, I just poured uh, this Prairie Artisan the birthday bomb. Yeah. Yeah. This you is, like this you is... poured that like five minutes ago. I saw you, Sean. You, you were like, "Oh, saison, <laughs> nah, screw that. Let's move on to." No, what I, I like that saison. I did. I'm gonna. I'll rate that high. Obed, I promise. Like a three star, maybe. No, that'll get a four. Easy. That's, that's a high. That's Obed high. Obed and I can. Sean. Obed, yeah. No, Obed Obed and I can kill this. I, I have no one, so please you. Well, there's still no. Please you and Steven. You know. Marcus, you might want to try some of this. I will. I have some yeah. of that too. If Can't Sean promise at all, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Obed, number two, por favor. Uh, another of uh, my favorite uh, summertime beers. I'm gonna go with bourbon barrel aged stouts, and I don't care who disagrees with me wow. because it's one of my favorite styles, and I drink it year round. I don't care if it's hot or if it's cold. Yeah. yeah. Do you require ice cream sometimes with it? Exactly. For the so I was going to yeah. get to that. So one of my favorite things to do is, uh, you know, I'll go to New Seasons, pick a different ice cream I have not had, uh, usually vanilla, mm-hmm. and uh, just throw it in there, make my own uh, float, and it's it's amazing. Um, I feel the heat actually helps you appreciate the stout faster because it gets it a room temp a lot faster. Sure. So you don't have to sit on it for okay. so long yeah, waiting for it to open yeah, up. Sure. Um, yeah, just one of my favorite styles, and I'm not going to stop drinking it just because it's hot outside. So that's my I, oh, personal. Oh, I don't either. I, I, I just, you know. I, Clearly I, not. You just opened yeah. one. <laughs> and we have another one right over there. This isn't barrel-aged. Oh, this one isn't? I don't think so. Uh, oh, wow. Is it? No. Imperial Stout, Asian Coffee, Cocoa Nibs, and Vanilla Beans, and Chili Peppers. Okay. Yeah. I don't want really to get the Chili Peppers, it's, personally. Uh, it's softer, yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's like an Abraxas But, but that's a 13%. It's a Abraxas light. Correct. That's a 13 percenter. Which yeah. is another theme. Okay. We were speaking about themes and earlier. This, 13, this yes. past year, you saw so many um, Mexican spice themed stouts. Yeah. Not just Abraxas, but there's Mexican cake, there's Choco Vesa, yeah. et cetera. So it's another theme going around. Everybody's yeah. trying to do something like, like that because right Because it's there. delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. Uh, my number two session IPAs. I think we've all thrown that out at some point, uh, and I have nothing more to add on it. I just, yeah, obviously I have IPA in there, but for for really really hot weather, I'm going to go with a session IPA over a regular IPA if I have the option, as long as it's good. I'll be very picky about it. Right. Steve, your number one. Uh, my number one. Number one top is six summer beer. The water of beer. The Pilsner. The Pilsner. <laughs> and the water uh, of beer. right now. Um, since we've been able to get it on tap a couple times, the Gloria from Block 15. Ooh, yeah. That oh, one is, I tried is it. very, very good. Unfiltered Pilsner. Um, honestly, one of my favorites, though, that I've had, and if you ever have the opportunity to taste it, everyone is on the Pliny train, right? But the STS Pills from uh, Russian River is probably yeah. one of my favorite beers that they've made. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've had that one. STS Pills. It's, it's named after the uh, Charles Schultz Airport. Ooh. S- yeah. So it yeah. is quite good. Where do you find that? Uh, you have a dad who lives in <laughs> Santa Rosa uh, and schleps it up for you. How do I get one of those? Well, he lives in Redmond now. He moved. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it was, it was a very good beer. Mm. Hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Marcus, your uh, number one top six summer beer. I have too many left, so I'm just going to glom them all together and just call it uh, beer. 
Yeah, I'm going to call it fruited sours. Fruited sours, yeah. Um, and specifically, I'm thinking of Udegard. I'm thinking of you. Because um, <laughs> you're so beautiful. Their Boo series, their Goza series. Their, and the one I'm actually thinking of the most is their Apricot Goza that they made. Yum. Um, that thing was just straight juice apricot with a little bit of salt on the back end. It just accentuated that apricot mm-hmm. flavor with their little bit of funk in it. It was just amazing. Rumors, I heard that might be coming back around soon. That would be awesome. I cannot confirm this. Okay. I mean, that's so. So Degard ships in you know in their in their dark bottles. That bottle, if you hold it up to the light, looks orange. That's how much apricot was in that. Oh, it's ridiculous. It Um, was. And and here's why I love the apricot uh, goes so much. Uh, I opened a bottle like uh, two months ago, which is way past its prime for goza, right? Yeah, way past. No, uh, okay. So, so, so well, the good some of is, the sweetness had had faded a little bit, uh-huh. but the tartness of the apricot had complemented the tannins, like mm-hmm. into a very nice, uh, you know, semi-tart goza. Mm-hmm. There was still just enough acidity in there, just enough hint of salt to make it a little savory, mm-hmm. it, and, and it's not supposed to do that. Yeah, but well, it the held good news, on. The good news about Degard is that because they open ferment, there's some Brett in that beer. It may not be prominent because they yep. because they they tried the initial fermentation to get the lacto going on it. But because it's got bread in it, it still is going to have some character going forward. Whereas a lot of just straight gozas have lacto in them and they're done. So you're just like, mm. they're not going to do much with age. They're just going to get worse over time. The fruit character is going to fade. You're not getting any more complexity. Um, Speaking of Degard, once so, again, yeah. I was there uh, on Sunday, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that was Sunday. <laughs> and uh, they've got two or three brand new, very, very large, like, Upright barrel fermenters, the fooders, still yeah. have the plastic on them. Fooders or like stainless steel? No, no I mean they're fooders. Yeah, they're, they're fooders. huge. Fooders. Yeah, okay. Fooders yeah. like uh, you know, almost wow. two stories tall, and Ooh. they're gigantic. So oh. yeah, congrats, so, Trevor and Lindsay. <laughs> Can we? Thing, how do we get one of way. those? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, first, yeah. congrats, Trevor and Lindsay, or congrats, yeah, all do the right fans. nighttime <laughs> bottle shit. Yes, of course, is the answer to that question. Yeah. Oh. So, anyways, yeah, that's that's fruited sours, but there's, I mean, it just goes on and on from there. I mean, I love, uh, I think Cascades goes as one of their better beers, and it's just, I mean, it's kind of salty, but I just like that on a hot day. Um, yeah, it just can, goes on from there. Okay, what's the difference between a goes goza and goose? Okay, a goes goza are the same. Okay, just and that just means a salted beer with some with coriander usually, mm-hmm. and then usually it's predominantly lactobacillus to sour it. And then what's a goose? A goose is a Belgian long-term aging beer, open fermented. It's usually a, a wheat ale. That's yeah, and it's wheat. It's fermented. predominantly wheat. It's yes. blended as well. That yeah, uh, a but it's a, goose, so, which so is a goza is quick turnaround, like mm-hmm. or go, or goes or goza is like. A quick turnaround. It can be as short as a month or two. Um, a goose is usually like two, three, four, or five years. And which one oh. was the bad guy in Ghostbusters? The bad that, that was Goz? Gozer. Gozer. Okay, there Gozer you go. the Gozerian. There you go. Which somebody <laughs> made a who which was it? Laurelwood made that. Goes yes. Yeah. Laurelwood made a a Gosa. Okay. <laughs> so so Obed brings it back, man. And also you have got um, you know on the wall up here. Uh huh. Um, spinal tap. Spinal tap. Yes. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> Oakshire made the Gosa Two Eleven, <laughs> which was go. good. Yeah, which was actually I did have very that good one. beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Obed, your number one uh, summer beer. What were we just talking about right now? I don't what know. I think I'm. Beer? I think I'm a little delirious, not from alcohol, <laughs> but like like loss of water. I'm right? sweated so, so much. I'm with <laughs> you on that. But my my favorite's actually Goose or Gerza, depending on how we, mm-hmm. how you want to pronounce it. Um, young, you know, just young lambics or old. Yeah, it's a lambic style. Yeah. yeah, it's a lambic style, which, like Marcus was saying, it's basically a, a usually a, a weed ale that's openly fermented. Mm-hmm. Uh, originates from Belgium, mm-hmm. and uh, I like the fruited versions. You know, the creeks, the pêche, the framboise, and I like the blended versions, but, like old gurus. You know, to be fair, uh, to, sorry to clarify, just because we're being really technical now, a goza <laughs> or a, or a Berliner Weiss are also wheat beers. I mean, they're very correct. Yeah, German wheat style wheat beers. Yeah. yeah, just different build. Yeah. You know, solid and coriander right. spices or yep. versus no. Um, and for our listeners, you uh, usually 
if you just drink a regular lambic or a regular goose, it's usually under a year old. It's considered a young lambic. Yep. And when it's an oud, it's usually blended with one that's up to three years old. Yep. And it's usually the acidity and the yeast playing off each other to create a nice balance. And uh, for me, it's just the right amount of... For me, it's like a summer stout. Mm-hmm. Because I get so much complexity from that, whether it's mm-hmm. barnyard, whether it's the barrel, you know, just the funk. It's, it gives me a light complexity that I can drink so much in the summer without being, you know, full and bloated like, like mm-hmm. a stout with all that, you know, body. Sean, this is how you get Obed to do a nighttime share with you. <laughs> Bring him a goose. <laughs> yeah. A goose! Uh, and some of my favorites right now, I got to, you know, I'm loving Tilquin, everything mm-hmm. Tilquin's doing. Big mm-hmm. fan of Tilquin. Uh, you know. I'll be honest, I've never been a big fan of Cantillon. Mm-hmm. I've had really good beers from Cantillon, but they're not my favorite. I've had, you know, I think Three Fontaines better. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just a style I really, really like. So that's my number one. There you go. Thank you, sir. Uh, my number one, Rattlers. I, pff, that's just, mm, they're so good. And, like, you know, any beer that I can drink all day when it's hot out, that's the beer that I'm just, that's going to be my number one. Is it pick. always Stiegel, or do you have another brand that, that, that you like? Steinhofer's not too bad. And okay. uh, even Ten Barrel. Schaffenhofer? Is what uh, what I call Schaffenhofer. it? Schaffenhofer. Yeah. Thank you. I blew yeah. it. Uh, the the ten barrel one the that they had, when it first came out, the first year it came out was pretty dang good. But then it kind of went downhill yeah, after that. Not great. Have you tried the Hopworks Totally Radler? Yes, that one's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nope. readily yeah. available and not too expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They shouldn't be expensive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's so probably the import price on the Steagle, yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just hard to beat. And again, with the new discovery of adding that red wine to it. Mm instant like beer sangria hmm. so, so you like it too yeah oh yeah oh. it was no it was really good oh okay i was blown away at how good that was okay yeah and i don't know if that would work with any you red wine for the ladies so that's well i just i'm just saying the ladies loved it so. okay okay single, and, single um, guys out so there? aka you <laughs> yeah oh no no oh, my, right. my buddy chris oh, right. loved it and uh don't talk bad one, about one, your friend my <laughs> uh and and my you know my my girlfriend introduced it to one of her friends the other day and they ended up drinking about ten of them at their house because it, it like, oh yeah yeah no I mean I, they're two percent why not no 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 not with wine they're not red wine in there <laughs> correct you were modifying 50, 50? them what's the mixture Is it like a float of red wine I, yeah. You can do 50-50, but I, I I would say maybe three-quarters rattler and a quarter. Okay, rattler. then I could see you drinking but a bunch I, of them. I think, yeah. I think as the night goes on, you start adding more wine. More wine. So it's kind of how So you, what you're saying is you're a wino, not so much a rattler enthusiast. <laughs> yep. right. Right. Rattler, let's just fill this pint glass with <laughs> red right. wine. With red wine, yeah. Right. I could see, like, pouring a bunch of rattler in a thing, a bunch of red wine, toss some ice in there and some orange slices, and there you go. I'm just going to put some grapefruit on the edge of this glass and call it a rattler. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was, oh, it's so delicious. Uh, did any of you guys? Did you, any of you watch the Anthony Bourdain show on CNN? Um, no, no, I haven't watched it recently. Called. He was in uh, Cologne yesterday, in Cologne, Germany, uh-huh. and then he also went to Dusseldorf and he went to was something it, unknown, isn't it? Something? Yeah, parts uh, unknown. Parts unknown. unknown. Yeah, yeah there you thank it. you. Yeah. Uh, and they went to that. I can never say right. Uriga Brewery. Oh, Uriga. Uriga. Yeah. Uriga. Yeah, where yeah. They, they do the that. Real... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they were talking about the differences between Dusseldorf beers and, and Cologne. Because Cologne, oh. they do uh, they do Kolsch is the big beer in Cologne. And then the, the, the Doppelbox. And the, the That's very different. Which surprises me. None of us had Kolsch in their top summer beer. It, just it was. was. I had it, and then it got bumped out. It, great notion. Little Bear Kolsch just came out <laughs> really good, by the way. It's yeah. a great beer, it really? but it's hard to get. Like good examples of it here. Yeah, there's some really. Like, they're not well, readily available. I was really. gonna say, by the time but, you get them here too, how old are they? Unless they're doing production in the U.S. Unless, most unless you go down. drink at Prost, or you go drink at Stamich, and okay, you have, maybe, uh, yeah, very direct access. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, gentlemen, that's the show. Thank you very Already? much. Already? <laughs> it's only been an hour. Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for bringing the great beers. Uh, it was a fun bottle share. And, uh, we're, I think We're probably going to keep going after we turn off the mics because we still have bottles that have not been opened. Uh, and we still have True. bottles that have been opened that still have lots of beer in them. Uh, and that's kind of what this is all about. So uh, we'll be back with Episode 7 in a couple weeks. And I don't even know who's going to be on that. We'll just see what happens. Uh, you can catch more of my voice if you want it in One Day Radio. Marcus is on once in a while for that show. Yeah, not lately. <laughs> you haven't been on in a while. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll talk to you all soon. And, uh, again, you can find us. Hey, we're on everything. We're, like, on Twitter, PDX Beer Club. We're on Facebook at Portland Beer Club. On Untapped, you got to go check into our InOneDayRadio.com, D-O-T-C-O-M. 
uh, to find us on Untapped and on Instagram or Portland Beer, Portland Beer Club Podcast. There you go. Uh, that Untapped thing, I think we'll be resolving that soon. We'll be getting our very own un- Untapped account there. Uh, and that's it, people. Uh, go to the Oregon Garden Beer Fest. It's the June seventeenth through the nineteenth. PDX Beer Week is coming up with the they'll have the Rye Festival, the Fruit Beer Festival. I think there's a Beer and Cheese Festival. There's all kinds of festivals going on that week, and it's not even a week. It's like what twelve days, thirteen days. It's more than a week, but because that's yeah. Portland for you. There's probably five festivals going on during that festival too. Oh yeah, it's and, Portland. Yeah. And speaking of the PDX Beer Week, uh, IBU, oh, right, the yeah. sister yes. restaurant to ABV, is having a. Uh, Crux Meet the Brewer dinner. So the head brewer will be there, and they're going to be showcasing uh, a pairing. Uh, head chef Kelly Bufton at IBU will be pairing five dishes with uh, the Saison, the Freak Cake, the Park and Play IPA, Half Itch Imperial IPA, and a Cranberry Belgian Stout. What is the date for that? It is the 14th. 14th. Okay. That's – Okay. I'm just making sure that there's uh, still a few tickets left, by the way, for our listeners. If they were trying to score a ticket to that, there's still a gotcha. few left. Perfect. Yeah, go check it out, people. Because, uh, you know, the IBU, ABV family, and Main Brew, all of them, it's all one family, three different places. They do different things. Starts been... at seven, ends at is nine. Is that a Tuesday? Uh, I believe Tonight? so. Okay. Tomorrow's yeah. the seventh. Yeah. Which Tomorrow's is a Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Perfect. So go check it out, people. And uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye bye. That's been another episode of the Portland Beer Club podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Portland Beer Club or Twitter at PDX Beer Club. Feel free to contact me at portlandbeerclub at gmail.com if you have any news, feedback, or just want to say hi. See you next time.